When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real mm-hmm. 2. Mm-hmm. My name is Michael E. Colin II, and with me, as always, is... His Sesame Credence and Carta. I like that. Yeah, it's a pretty good name. Yeah. I think it, I think it rolls out the time pretty does. well. It rolls yeah. pretty well, you know? Huh. I think if I ever have a child, <laughs> I'm not going to name him that, but that's a good name. <laughs> it's a good name to not name someone yes <laughs> like if there is if there was ever a name to not name someone that was still a good name it would be that yes like it's it's not it's not even in the running but it's it's like mm-hmm. still a good name to it's like Engelbert Humperdinck you know exactly does someone really name him there was that a stage name I'm pretty sure that was a stage name Good, because why would anyone do that? Yeah. But like, uh, it's kind of like Corky I mean, Pigeon. He decided to choose that as his stage name. So, um, oh, that wasn't his real name. Good, no, good. I, no. Um, good. I was. He was in that band, right? Big in Japan, punk band. Well, not yeah, punk, like a punk band kind mm-hmm. of. Um, well, no, there was like a comedy. <clears throat> oh, he, like he was in, he was in a band comedy. called Big in Japan. Okay. Um, but he also did like comedy. Um music like right like uh, i don't know i think it was mainly just like punk. but uh yeah he's my ex's uncle so um the uh <laughs> he and what show was he in silver spoons yes. or was it yeah yeah okay <clears throat> um i just always liked his name corky pigeon yeah um, i know it's a good movie but anyway speaking of you know things with weird names <laughs> um Fantastic Beasts: The Secret of Dum- the Secrets of Dumbledore. Yay! Yeah, is uh, <clears throat> the um, wonderful film that we are covering this week. It's definitely a movie that you can see. That's that's true statement. There are people in it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, there are moving pictures. Mm-hmm. Like twenty four of them per second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm correct so far, right? I think so. Oh, is that why? Because <clears throat> sometimes I make my videos. I always assume that more frames per second was better. Is that not necessarily the case? Or... Oh, it just depends. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. 
because I was wondering sometimes that sometimes my videos actually look better with less frames per second than I do with. Well, if more, you want it to so. look more like film, you're going to go 24. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> so <clears throat> there are definitely people here in the movie. I mm -hmm. mean, <clears throat> there are actors. There's actors. Play these characters. There, yes. there was a director named David Yates. Yeah. Which he directed some of the Harry Potter films. And yes, and he's directed the other two uh, Fantastic Beast films. And for some reason, he's downgraded himself to doing these, yes. And um, mm -hmm. he's probably get paid a lot of money to do it, so why not? And um, <clears throat> there was a screenplay. Yes. Yes. Written by, or, or at very least co-written by... Yes, it was. Uh, J.K. Uh, oh, I thought Kirsten. you were going to say Steve Cloves, because he co-wrote it with J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Oh, he co-wrote it, so it's his screenplay. No, no, he gets second billing. But, oh, he um... gets second billing, got it. okay. <clears throat> yes, and... So uh... she wrote... Okay. And Steve so is Steve is known for uh, writing um, most of the Harry Potter films. I think all of them, actually. Like the actual script? Or yeah, he wrote the screenplays screen. for all of them. Okay. He also wrote Wonder Boys, which is a really good movie. <clears throat> hmm. The Fabulous Baker Boys, which is a okay. good movie. He likes movies with boys. And, um, wait, that came out wrong. Wait, <laughs> like the titles. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> he also uh, wrote uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, okay. The Andrew Garfield <laughs> film. Yes. All right. Which is now available on Netflix if you'd like to watch it. I just know. Yeah, I saw it. that. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's weird. Yes. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, he wrote those. Um, so, he's a decent writer. Mm hmm. J.K. Rowling is oh. a decent writer. <clears throat> Only so much you can do with what you got given those. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's based on a screenplay written by uh, J.K. Rowling. So she wrote a screenplay, but then she co-wrote a screenplay that was based on the screenplay she wrote. Wait, oh, oh okay, this is getting very yeah. confusing. Okay, mm -hmm. <clears throat> not only that, this whole movie series is confusing because, so, <clears throat> for those who are not like a, potter super fan like i am despite my hatred for the author <clears throat> for various reasons um is that there was a book that was part of the curriculum of the students of hogwarts called fantastic beast and where to find them by newt scamander yes <clears throat> and then jk rowling actually wrote that book as the writer newt scamander as like for like a charity thing i think so okay. like but then you could actually then <clears throat> read one of the school books that the students in the fictional Harry Potter universe <clears throat> read themselves, basically. So that's what. So it was written as a, as a textbook, basically. Yeah. So you so you got to read what Mike Harry and everyone else had to read, basically. So it's kind of like a <clears throat> sort of interactive, like immersive. It's kind of it's kind of a. It's before she became a terrible person or, or revealed herself as a terrible person, whichever way you look at it. Uh, it's kind of a unique, um, or maybe not unique, but it's kind of a nice immersive uh, way to sort of introduce new, like, books or whatever. Because, like, you, like, you're literally, like, part of, like, 
the school now you're reading their textbooks you know and she did the same thing for um quidditch through the ages which is what hermione <clears throat> gave um harry either as a birthday gift or a christmas present okay so she wrote that one too so it's like you get to read like books that are actually mentioned in the harry potter books which is probably pretty cool but not to be long-winded like she is because she she's super long-winded but um is that that book had absolutely nothing to do with Grindelwald, anything to do with Dumbledore. Like it was like it was just a textbook about magical creatures and like their various attributes. Like that was well, I mean, story. That's in what. defense, they probably just needed a name for these movies that they wanted to make. Well, that featured Newt. So yeah, but it's just it has nothing to do with. I mean, maybe one thing if like let's say the author in question is someone who knows a lot about like defensive magic or like when it comes to like fighting, that would make sense. But you got a book about a guy who wrote about magical creatures. Like, like the two things don't like at all, like interlink with each other. Is what my argument is basically yeah. like, because you're all about fighting the bad guy. It would make sense to find a guy who, or girl who wrote a book about how to fight bad guys. And you're like, Oh, well, that makes sense. Cause this person is like super good at like defensive magic, so they'll know exactly the counter spell to use if Grindelwald and his followers decide to like just start shooting killing curses at us or whatever. No, we're gonna get the guy who writes about animals. It's like mm, okay, <laughs> you know. So that's my my main my main nitpick of the entire series overall. Like the first movie. Well, I mean, I think could have been a standalone film, to be honest. I'm like, just being the devil's advocate here, literally the devil. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> um, there might be more facets to Newt than just knowing about creatures, you know? Yeah. I so, mean, he is a good magician. He is a good. Wizard. Yeah. So, I know that. so, 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 um, so, so, what I'm what I'm saying is it. It's like you know, the, you know. The the um the person that wrote my math textbook might also be a good race car driver, but they don't talk about it in the te- in the math textbook. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <clears throat> arguing on behalf of the devil. No, no I'm just saying <clears throat> that it, it, that's how I uh, you know dealt with it in my own mind. You know, so yeah, them using the title just to yeah. kind of grab your attention, like, oh wait. Yeah, I sort of remember Fantastic Beast, and you know. Yeah, I mean, they just wanted to do something that was already kind of known within the Potter world. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, anyways, folks. Yeah, go ahead. Anyways, folks, we're we're covering this movie called "The Secrets of Dumbledore," um, which is the third installment in the Fantastic Beast series. Okay, and uh, this film yeah. stars. It's going to go through this before we get too deep into th- into the woods. Okay. Um, in the woods, yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to get lost in the woods because you mm, might find some no. fantastic beasts there that'll kill you. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Eddie Rain uh, Redmayne as Newt's commander, mm-hmm. our main protagonist. We got Jude Law. As the young Albus Dumbledore. Ezra Miller. <laughs> as. Um, <clears throat> Credence Barebone. A.K.A. Aurelius 
Dumbledore. We got Dan Fogler. Fogler, sorry, as Jacob Kowalski. Yes, he's the my Kowal- favorite. He's my favorite actor in this whole series. Oh, totally. I love the Kowalski. I can call him that. And if you have not started watching yet, people, get yourself a free trial of Paramount Plus or something, if you don't already have it, and start watching The Offer, in which he plays Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, cool. It's all about the making of The Godfather, and the series is outstanding. And he's really good in it too. So nice. he's he's one of the main main characters. Um, it's more about the producer of the movie, but <clears throat> but it's yeah, it's just a really good recommendation and worth your time. Unlike this movie, and um, <laughs> he's also in The Walking Dead, or he was. I don't know if he's gotten killed off at this point or not. Oh, I is he? Watched... Yeah, he plays one of the dudes, and um, I don't watch that show, so I don't know. So yeah, he's yeah. been he's been in. Uh, I think he's been. Oh, yeah, his character's so he, name is Luke on The Walking Dead. He's in seven or eight. I'm not sure when he showed up exactly. Or maybe it was nine. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, I haven't watched it in a while either. But, yeah, I, I love... Jacob's, like, my favorite character in the entire series. Yeah. I love him so much. Um, He's just, also in the really good uh, the really good movie, Fanboys. Speaking of movies with boys in the title. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one with um, Patton Oswalt, right? Uh, I think he's in it too. Yeah, he is. But it's it's got like a, um, what's her face from the Good Place? Um, uh, Kristen, not Kristen. Kristen, um, yeah, uh, Kristen. Uh, uh <clears throat> why am I blanking on her name? I love this one. Uh, uh <clears throat> excuse me. What? What? Uh, shoot. Um, not Kristen Wiig. I know that much. Um, no, it's a da 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 da. Ah, yeah, I'm blanking, man. Um, Why am I blanking? I don't know. Uh, Kristen Bell. There we go. Yes. Bell. Dax yeah, Shepard's okay. wife. That lady. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about forgetting Sarah Marshall. I should have gotten yeah. that right. Um, and yet we were forgetting Kristen Bell. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Forget. Forgetting Kristen Bell. That's the new movie. Documentary um, about the making yeah. of getting Sarah Marshall. It's just a documentary about this two minutes where we couldn't remember her name. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We got we got you know other people including Mad Mickelson as Gelbert Grindelwald. Um. He uh yeah replaced Johnny Depp. And there's no mention whatsoever as to why he looks completely different than okay. Anyway, so um Yeah, that's the part of the curse of the series that there's yeah. three separate people have already played the character yeah, in I'm a gonna, five-year movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got you got uh Allison uh Sudol is uh, Queenie Goldstein in this. Um Yep, Queenie um, William uh Nadalem as Yusuf Karma. Um Jessica Williams as uh Lally Hicks. Eulalie Hicks, um, that is, um, who I really liked. A lot of people I've seen bad things about her online, and mostly it's because she's a strong black woman, and um, people tend to do that. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> My wizarding world's all white, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
that it's a fictional universe where people can cast spells with wands and create fire yep. and water, but Black Wizard or Witch is one bridge too far. <laughs> so, anyways, there's a bunch of other people in this too. You got, you know, Callum Turner is a Theseus commander as well, which is another mm-hmm. great name, Theseus. Yeah, it is. If I ever have a child, I'm not going to name them Theseus. Right. But it's That's a good, good name. name. Yes. It's a good name, yeah. Okay. So, <sighs> um, all right. We don't even necessarily have to get too deep into the quote unquote plot of this movie. Um, <laughs> I, I think this is more of a reaction, you know, Why podcast not? here. I mean, it would take like 10 minutes to go through the entire plot of everything that actually happened in the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't even think it'll take 10 minutes. I think it'll take no, about, probably not. about a minute like, and a half. The theme was stretched <laughs> on forever, but nothing actually really happened. Yeah. So reaction slash maybe review. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I'm fine think, with that. All right. My first reaction is mm-hmm. title. The Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah. What secrets? Which Dumbledore? Exactly. Because the way the poster makes you think is that we're talking about Albus. And there's multiple secrets. Yeah, but he doesn't have really any secrets. It's his brother who kind of does have a secret. And that's one. That's it. It's one secret. It's not multiple. Mm -hmm. No. Secrets. It's plural. Yes. J.K. Rowling should know this because ostensibly he's an author. Because Um, I'm looking at the poster right now. mm -hmm. His brother doesn't appear on the poster anywhere. Of course not. Why would he? He's just Mm. Dumbledore's brother. Right? He doesn't matter. But he's He's the one with the secret. Oh, sorry. I accidentally... I mean... No, sorry. I'm muting the television. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Hope the Jeopardy theme isn't going to, like, demonetize us for, like, two seconds or whatever. Um, um no. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, so there's one secret of one Dumbledore in the entire movie, and yet we were supposed to be led to believe that this was a whole movie about, like, oh my god, what's Albus Dumbledore hiding? Because, like, okay, so, like, one of the... You want to talk about reactions, okay? Again, Potter super fan here, despite how terrible the author is. I've read these books yeah. probably at least seven times each, right? Okay. So I know a lot. I mean, like, not every little detail, obviously, because that's like there's like 4,000 pages accumulative. I read but the I, first book half heartedly <laughs> once. Yeah. So, so, so I'm I, just I, telling I, you that's the difference between you and I. So there we go. That's fine. So I know a lot about what's <laughs> yeah. going on in books. So one of the main themes of the book is how Dumbledore <clears throat> has been either just straight up lying to Harry throughout the entire series or that he's only giving them half truths in the hopes that Harry will discover the ultimate truth on his own. Okay. And then a lot of the, a lot of the last book is Harry basically dealing with the fact that, you know, Dumbledore's dead and yet, you know, he didn't tell him enough about what he really needs. And to he can't, do or can't reconcile history. the, the, the anger, guilt, or whatever he has, you know. Towards, right, yeah, so he's I mean, got this conflicting yeah. loyalty where he misses his his mentor, but he's angry at him at the same time because he, he commissioned them with this, like, seemingly impossible task with hardly any knowledge, 
you know, of how to actually do it. And that so much of his history has just been either lied to or just hidden from him. So finally, when he, when Harry quote dies, he doesn't actually die. <clears throat> Voldemort destroys the piece of his soul that's actually inside of Harry because he accidentally made a Horcrux out of Harry. So Voldemort basically just killed himself essentially, or, or made himself closer to being mortal. So yeah. Harry didn't actually die, but then Harry goes into this sort of like limbo dream state slash purgatory type of situation where Dumbledore finally like tells him like the full truth, like, like everything that he's been hiding from him. And he apologizes to him profusely saying that it was like an old man's mistake of trying to protect, you know, someone young who he didn't want to put the burden of knowledge, you know, on, someone so young, you know, he wanted him to be able to actually have a childhood and, you know, that kind of thing. So like, and then that, that's and that the end of that scenario with him and Dumbledore is, you know, it's basically everything's on the table. Now it tells him absolutely everything, no more lies or no more half truths. Here's the full picture. Then Harry ends up waking up from quote dying. And then now he has the resolve to finally, finish the task of either killing Voldemort or, or Dumbledore asked him one last time to give him one last chance to show some kind of remorse but if he doesn't then he's just going to have to kill him basically you know yes. or well, you know that's a great thing to tell a 17 year old uh kid but anyway um and then well I, 17's the age of maturity for wizards so I guess he's just barely a young adult but okay so <clears throat> but then we get these movies well, wait a minute. So he didn't tell Harry about uh, Credence. He didn't tell Harry about um, like that like he was sort of patching things up with his brother during this time, but the way that the books make it sound like Aberforth still has like this horrible grudge against his brother, but yet these movies are building towards a reconciliation. So why would they reconcile and then 50 years later his brother is still really angry and mad at him? Like, it's like, none of this stuff is adding up. Like, it just seems like... Well, maybe he got pissed off at him for something else. Like, he... Maybe, you but know, it's just, he, he asked him to borrow a piece of gum one time. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and Albus was like, dude, no, you shouldn't be chewing gum. And he got all pissed yeah. about that. That's what it's all about, I think. Yeah, then he, like, he held that grudge for the next, like, 40 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or 50 years. Yeah, it makes sense. So, and I would be fine... See, here's the thing. I would be fine... If this was like a standalone series that was like not really canon, it was just like its own, or like maybe like takes place like in a different timeline, or like if, if events played out <clears> differently, <throat> it's like its own thing, I'd be okay with that. But no, apparently this is supposed to be canon, and it's supposed to like be directly linked to the Harry Potter. The, the problem with it on. is is the same problem that Star Wars has a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It's where you have to have a legacy character in there for some reason, right? When you don't necessarily need it because it's a it's it's a big universe of characters. Oh, yeah. Why do we need Dumbledore in here? Exactly. Nothing, he nothing against be... Jude Law because I like his performance as Dumbledore oh, in both movies. Um... But it's like, why do we need him here? And yeah, because he doesn't really do much. I mean, he wasn't in the first movie at all, for one thing. And, and that's the one I like. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like, too. Because, again, this would have been a fine standalone film 
and it wouldn't even didn't even need to be a series. Um, What's uh? And then I'll... so so is I, I got a question for you as a as a sure. as a Harry Potter fan. <clears throat> is Grindelwald mentioned in the books? Yes. So what? So what we know about Grindelwald from the books or, or Wald? I I always go from V to W. I'm not yeah. sure how to pronounce it. I go I I interchange how mm-hmm. I pronounce his name depending on my mood, basically. But um, Grindelwald <clears throat> is known as like he's even mentioned on the chocolate card that of Dumbledore because they have like these chocolate <clears throat> frog cards that you get at, like as like a snack or whatever. Yeah, and it comes with a card. Of like a famous wizard on it, and it like, <clears throat> just tells you a little bit about like their achievements or whatever. <clears throat> and on Dumbledore's, I think it even says like in the very first book, like he was famous for a bunch of things, but also defeating the dark wizard Grindelwald like in 1944 or whatever. <clears throat> and so he was like the precursor to Voldemort, basically. Mm-hmm. Like he he had the same exact plans. Um, the only difference is, I think Grindelwald actually probably had more of a following than Voldemort did, and actually had more of the wizard community under his control. Well, yeah, than he was Voldemort ever did. So <clears throat> it, it's interesting. I know that I know the allegory they're kind of going for here is he's kind of a Donald Trump sort of surrogate in these movies. Yeah, he's kind of got that. He's, that he's, a, he's a Donald effect. Trump, Adolf Hitler surrogate in a way. Yeah, I mean Voldemort was too, but this one's much more on the nose mm-hmm. as far as. Uh, well, for one thing, because he actually has a nose, unlike Voldemort, and you know, it's body. Anyway, <laughs> bum, 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 exactly. <laughs> but so yeah, so Grindelwald, and then he's mentioned again, and I think the sixth or seventh book, because uh, that becomes a big, um, <clears throat> a big part of the the story of that is because he was searching uh, for the Elder Wand, which is supposed to be an all powerful wand that like nobody can ever defeat you with, basically. And he he ends up stealing it when he was a, when he was a youth from uh wand maker from his part of the world because um uh Gr- gregorovich was the wand maker like, the, i think it's like germany-ish kind of area whatever is the relationship between albus and him mentioned in the harry potter books it is but it, it basically says it doesn't say anything about him being gay obviously because she said that after the books were written yeah <clears throat> but um it just says that they were um very close friends for a very short period of time because uh, he because his Grindelwald's aunt lived like just like a few doors down from like where Dumbledore lived and he spent the summer with her after graduating um, his magic school which was called Durmstrong and uh, Durmstrong is kind of a more um, dangerous school than Hogwarts because they actually let you learn the dark arts they're not just defensed against the dark oh, okay. arts so where's that school located they never they don't they never conceal it um i mean they 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 never um they never never reveal where it's located they they keep it secret on the location secret okay um yeah so no one no one knows but it's probably it's probably somewhere around germany just the name itself sounds dramatic durmstrong and um and of course in this movie we talk about the german ministry of magic it's like okay a little bit on the nose like you know (laughs) like like you get it, you get it. He's like a Nazi, right? So we're in Germany. Get it? It's like, I mean, yeah. I mean, in, in bringing up Star Wars again, this is very like let's just you know do the whole uh, you know Palpatine is Hitler and yeah <laughs> sort of thing all over again, and and so is Vader in a way. You know, it's like uh, yeah, 
So yeah, just to, just to cut it cut it short. So so they they he he has mentioned they know about their two and a half month friendship where Grindelwald basically kind of put Dumbledore under his spell a little bit because he was very charismatic, and Dumbledore liked him a lot. So Dumbledore basically was like trying to like convince himself that he agreed with his friend, and he would like write these letters back and forth you know, like, during, like, the nights of summer, like, for their big plan that they were gonna basically take over the world for wizards, and but, like, Dumbledore was, like, uncomfortable with some things, so he would always, like, write things back, like, but we gotta be careful that we don't actually, you know, hurt the muggles, because that's not our plan, so it's like, he was, like, conflicted between wanting to, like, impress his friend and agree with them, but at the same time, he had his own conscience where he's like, yeah, we're, we're not just going to go kill muggles, like, you know, or, yeah. like, or enslave them or whatever. So it was like, he was like, and I, I won't give JK Rowling credit for, for, um, for that. Cause like, at least from my perspective, I can tell just from the, how he was writing these letters to Grindelwald that like, he was like trying to convince himself more so than trying to convince Grindelwald about like the, his ideas. Like it was yeah. like, he was trying to fit that new worldview into his own way of seeing things because he he was like he he like basically was like in love with this dude like i mean i would say it's a crush personally because their relationship consisted of all but two and a half months in one summer we don't yeah. really necessarily call that like a huge thing summer but whatever loving had me I mean, a blast Oh wait, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but you know that was—I mean, that was it. That was—that was the. I mean, they knew each other for two. And anyway, mm-hmm. so that's getting to getting too far into the weeds of it. But whatever. So, it's a known character in the book. We know what he did. We know what he tried to do. Dumbledore eventually defeats him during like a, a famous duel, and um, he imprisons Grindelwald in like this fortress, basically like a concentration camp where he himself had created to put his own political opponents in. So Dumbledore just pretty much just locked him up in there in like a tiny little cell, basically. I don't know how he gets food. I don't know how that's never explained, but like we see in the movies, he's like and almost he's kind of cruel almost, even for Dumb like Dumbledore doesn't seem the kind of guy that would I mean like he seems like he's a pretty forgiving dude, but apparently he was that pissed at Grindelwald that he's like I'm just gonna lock you away in like a tiny cell for the rest of your life, like you know. Like, yeah. Uh, so that's like the backstory of yeah. So we can so, get back into this shitty movie, but uh, okay. So I mean, the basic plot we got here is that uh, there are these in China in 1932. We got these two mm-hmm. creatures called Killins, which are like a chimera sort of. Uh, creature that has hooves and everything that is like small a small like deer like creature almost that no, um, chillin'. they're chillins man yeah they're called chillins chillins i call chillin it, i said with... i said killing i'm sorry chillins um you yeah, kill one of them so, yeah uh, so, so what ends yeah. up happening is there's twins here there's only supposed to be one that they knew that was being born mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so mm-hmm. uh um, Newt's trying to catch one of them, so they, you know, for the good people. <laughs> and then you got uh, the, uh, you know, the the, the little uh, baddies that are working with uh, Grindelwald, trying to catch one, catch it too. And then they end up catching one of them. Newt doesn't know that a second one is being born. 
blah blah blah. They catch the one, they kill it. Um, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and then create some kind of spell to make it look like it's alive. Um, later on, <sighs> yeah, it's it's I don't know, but anyways, it, um, it's hard because yeah, nothing happens in this movie, but yeah, it's hard to yeah. like remember. <laughs> so so they they got the you know, Newt saved the other twin. And uh, basically, in in this world, the the Chillins basically help choose the leader, which was never ever explained in any of the Harry Potter books at all about how that works. Um, yeah, <clears throat> but uh, so it, it bows in front of the one that it's that's that's the most pure, or you know, the pure of heart one, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so there's all these people running for the Ministry of Magic, you know, the, to be the, to be the head of it or whatever. Well, no, it's the leader of all wizards in the world. Yeah. Isn't that the whole, isn't that called the Ministry or is it just the... Well, no, the Ministry of Magic is specifically to do with, like, the British community. Um... Well, there's, there's German (laughs) ministries and everything. I thought it was, like, maybe the, the, the overall ministry. Uh, it's well, it's called the International like Confederation of Wizards. Or oh, whatever. okay, there we go. All right, but yeah, basically, yeah. you're like the supreme leader of like the entire wizarding community, mm-hmm. like all throughout the world, basically. Okay. Which, okay, so they have like a worldwide kingdom. Like that's weird. But okay, uh, and and you have an animal that decides who's the leader. So okay, yeah. Well, yeah, it makes about it as much sense. sense as how we elect people sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> sometimes I almost wish that, you know, you would just have like a a cat decide who's yeah. going to be the leader of America or something, you know. Um, or a chillin or whatever. Yeah. Just no, like, no, see. I, I want it to be a cat or a dog, a little well, dog. That's fine. It could be a dog or a cat. Yeah, a small, so a small little about... cute dog. No. <laughs> So my whole thing about this, though, sorry to interrupt you, but oh, go I'm ahead. getting so <laughs> fucked up about this. So, like, <clears throat> so the whole point, we know, again, this was, this was also described in, I think, the seventh Harry Potter book, <clears throat> is that um, Grindelwald was a seer, which is a very rare ability for most wizards to have. There's, you know, only a few of them. Professor Trelawney, who worked at Hogwarts, she's the one that had, like, the weird glasses and stuff like that. She was sort of seen as like a fake seer, but yet almost all of her prophecies came true. So she was actually a real seer, but like she was just so weird that no one took her seriously, basically. But, um, and then so he's one too. And so it's a very rare ability. <clears throat> so he could already see into the future. And we see this in, in the crimes of Grindelwald, which again, there's a sort of a theme to these titles where the quote crimes and the quote secrets hmm. are finally revealed at the very end of the movie, but yet the title makes it sound like the whole movie is going to be about that thing, but whatever, that's mm-hmm. no matter. Uh, that's just their fault for being stupid, I guess. But so like in that movie though, <clears throat> he's got like this weird, like skull bong that he like smokes out of. Like, I don't know if he's smoking weed or whatever out of it, but then like he blows like this big thing of smoke and it like basically like it, shapes ships into like or shapes into like form of like visions of the future or whatever and then later on i think he does the same thing when he has like this huge rally going on to get his followers all amped up about fashion you know wizard fascism or whatever 
and he does the same thing and he shows like a vision of world war ii so it's like he already has this ability but yet he has to steal this chillin or have it stolen for him and then he kills it slits its throat and then mm-hmm. he can see through like the blood of like some of the stuff that's that like dumbledore and stuff people are up to so it's like well wait what happened to your skull bong you not have that anymore do you sell it on ebay to buy like ketamine or something like that like what's going on with that so it's like why do we suddenly need like a new creature to be introduced well in fact i've been doing some buying on ebay lately matt and um buying skull balls yes oh well that's why yeah so he (laughs) so grindelwald sold it in the future somehow and then um i've got that i've also got luke skywalker's lightsaber okay and the rosebud sled from Citizen Kane. Gotcha. I bought all these fictional. <clears throat> <laughs> so, so we got that shit. We're kind of skipping all over the place here because yeah. honestly, any of the scenes could have been any order in this movie and it would not matter, really, to be honest. Um, except for the end. But anything else, it could just be. But, but, you could just splice up the film. So, so basically, just, you, <laughs> you get the point that this chilling thing is important. Mm hmm. Um, the good guys got one, the bad guys killed one. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they killed the mother, which is interesting though, because they did the killing spell and didn't kill the mother right away. They had to shoot it twice, and even then, she didn't die until like a few minutes later. So that's interesting, right there. Yeah. Um, that it's got some kind of protective armor against the killing curse, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, then you know, we, we get to the to the end where we have a fake election. <laughs> yep, fake election. Uh, yes, where the bad 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 guy pretends that he won, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so uh, this is the only fake results of election that happened in the past couple of years. <laughs> just just letting you know because Trump lost anyway. So um the. <laughs> <clears throat> So, anyways, he, he ends yeah. up picking the right leader. Who who was this chick that won? <laughs> uh, well, first it bows to Dumbledore, and he's like, "No, don't pick me, please, don't pick me." So he tells the Chillin that he's honored, but to to um, he he says um, it's actually quite a beautiful line. He says, "Just as there is two of you, there's also an equal candidate here as well." So then the Chillin picks Santos. Yeah, I thought he was gonna pick like I thought he was gonna pick like uh um Aberfor- Aberforth or something, you know. So that would have been cool, or Jacob even even though he's a muggle or yeah. no manager or whatever. Jacob um, would have been cool. That'd have been cool. But yeah. since he can't really rule over wizards because he's not a wizard, so that yeah. wouldn't make any sense. But but he does have purity of heart, so that's what I was thinking. But yeah. man, there's just so much this movie, like I, I do want to go over through some of it just because of how bad it is. But yeah. like <sighs> So we, we we're kind of told you to end already. So yeah, chilling. I just wanted to get the get get yeah. the plot out of the way so we can nitpick the fuck out of it. So yeah, uh, <laughs> the chilling with the villain, literally at this in this point, the chilling with, with the villain that he killed the chilling, and then the, the chilling died at, again because he reanimated its corpse essentially <clears throat> through some weird. Which again, that's another nitpicking too. So we're introduced to all this new forms of magic that we never got in the Harry Potter films from any. Not just the children. Okay, understandable. They're just kids. They're just learning. Fine. 
but none of the adults were practicing any of these forms of magic. I mean, so maybe it's like, just magic that only certain people can do, or it's outlawed or something. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe something happened over time where it's not in vogue anymore. Or yeah, you know, because yeah, because there's spells. I mean, even Harry. I mean, Potter we're not all spells. dancing the Charleston anymore, you know. So no, so yeah. it could be. Um, because because I, I know in in the sixth Harry Potter book, Professor Lupin does mention how spells tend to kind of go in and out of vogue over time so it could just be something like that but i don't know yeah so anyway so chillin chooses dumbledore then dumbledore's like no and then um grindelwald does the cruciatus curse on jacob so that's a war that's like a war crime right in front of everyone right there um and then santos waits like a whole like five minutes before lifting the curse from him for some reason um but yet she's the worthy candidate to rule all the wizards yep just let the muggle right she jumps game. right on those things you know she 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 is going to make a good leader because most leaders you know take their time before they decide that they're going to intervene in you know some kind oh. of world yeah. problem or something such as the ukraine yeah. okay anyway sorry or anything else like yeah, yeah. so i guess santos <laughs> is a good uh yeah, leader in that regard, where she's like, oh, here's this person being tortured. I'm just going to watch for, like, two straight minutes before I lift the curse. Okay. <laughs> I guess he's had enough. <laughs> what the hell, dude? But, so so that's the ending, and then, and then of course, Grindelwald is just able to escape, like, like, just, like, there's no security, there's no there's no way of just, like, capturing this guy. Like, he just leaves. You have, like, all of these fucking magicians there. Or I mean, yeah, I mean, magic, like magic people, like you know, all these wizards and witches, and whatnot. <laughs> and he just leaves. He puts this protective bubble around himself, and then they shoot past the bubble, and it starts breaking. And then he says, "I was never your enemy, nor am I now." And then he looks at Dumbledore as he says that. So it's like, so okay, so what's like, like. So Grindelwald like actually believes the shit he's saying, or is he just still manipulating him? I don't know. But like, oh yeah. So we forgot too. So like the whole, so the whole <clears throat> last movie, everything's about MacGuffin in these movies, which is fine. A lot of movies have a MacGuffin, but like this, these ones are really stupid. So the second movie, Crimes of Grindelwald, which there's only one crime in the entire movie, and it happens within the last twenty minutes of the movie, just like in well, this movie. See, see what my, my my feeling on that is: we didn't see some scenes where he like shoplifted. Yeah, well, that could have been possible too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, actually, there were crimes because they killed a, a kid in the in oh, that yeah. movie. They took over <laughs> someone's house and they killed all the family members, and then there was a baby in one of the rooms, and then he doesn't have it. He has one of his followers kill the baby because I guess that was even too much for him, so he had to delegate that to some crazy French which you know that's pretty hot whatever anyway and um so uh he 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 escapes after the bubble burst literally and and figuratively and apparates to wherever he lives in now and then like yay santos is the leader and then jacob i mean sorry then um yeah jacob gets married to queenie and at the very end of the movie dumbledore for some reason doesn't join the wedding for i don't know why for reasons i guess and then he just stands outside yeah doesn't come to the wedding for i have no idea why you wouldn't do that but whatever and tina i think he's protesting straight weddings because he's gay and he's hoping that eventually gay marriage will be legal in the united states so he's trying that that was his act of protest i'm joking um, i don't know i'm just (laughs) no that's not it and then uh (laughs) and then queenie 
who's also like such a cute cutie pie um i love her so much she's yeah uh she's just so sweet and kind which makes absolutely no sense of why she joined grindelwald in the first place but that's another nitpick right there anyway so um and then Tina, it totally betrayed her character in the first movie but anyway, it doesn't make so any yeah. sense at all yeah, nothing there's no way that made any sense there's they didn't even try to attempt it all they did was they they dyed her hair a little bit wider that was it oh she's a darker version of herself now because her hair is a little bit whatever anyway and um so tina shows up and she is like kind of like now like a big shot in the american uh, ministry of magic which is why they explained why she wasn't in it so that's the other thing so tina is not in the movie at all until literally like the last four minutes of the movie so she's mm-hmm. supposed to be one of the main characters of the series she's not in it nagini not at all not even mentioned in the film she's just gone who is she so Nagini was the woman that could turn into a snake or, or has the curse where she'll eventually become a snake forever. Oh, yeah. And then he becomes, and she becomes Voldemort's snake later on. So that Nagini plays a huge part in the Harry Potter story. Yeah, so they just threw her in that second movie or whatever. And then, and then she's gone. Yeah. And then like, there, there's not even a mention as to what happened to her. Did the curse finally get her? Like nothing. Right. And then, so I, that, I don't know if the actress just quit because she just, because for one thing, she got hardly any, I think she had like a total of like 10 lines in the entire movie anyway, last movie it came yeah, out. Yeah, but, but but an actor quitting or getting let go isn't going to stop them from keeping the character in the movie. No, it isn't. Because so we got Grindelwald. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, so they literally just did not acknowledge. And then like, so, and I think Rowling and co have now delegated most of their stuff to people coming up with theories on youtube and i think they just decide whether or not some of these theories are good for the movies and i think personally i think they're jealous of some of these theories because they're actually better mm-hmm. than what's actually in the movie and i think yeah. they just don't use them out of spite basically because they're like oh that actually was a great idea why didn't i think of that all right like well i'm just gonna go ahead and say by the way Credence is actually Aberforth's son instead of like these really cool complex theories that like the Super Cowan brothers would come up with. They're like, no, that's too complex and interesting. Can't have that. We're just going to be like, uh, Aberforth fell in love too and had sex with someone and then had a kid. Like, oh, that's interesting. Got, okay. Like, that was the big mystery. Like, what? Like, what a letdown. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, and then Credence is dying in the film because he's what they call an obscurium which is someone who has suppressed their magic for most of their lives and that actually makes gives gives you like a wizard or witch like a sickness basically because it's like it's pent up so he's dying from so he's like constipated basically well it is it's like which like wizardly constipation but it can kill you literally yeah and then um, well constipation so, can kill you too well, so yeah, yeah. can you're right <laughs> yeah uh, so so technically grindelwald was not lying when he said he was a dumbledore it's just that Dum- albus was not his brother he's his uncle um so that was he was partially telling the truth but he was lying as well and um so Credence, as far as we know, is dying. Maybe they'll find a way to fix him up in the fourth or 18th movie or whatever they're going to do. How many... That's the other thing. Why do we need so many movies to... That's my other problem. So the whole point of setting up a story is so that the story actually eventually happens at some point. You don't need three movies of exposition 
before you actually get especially when you're not when you're not guaranteed another sequel exactly like for like legends of tomorrow for example they they left off on a cliffhanger and we're never going to see it well maybe hopefully yeah i mean a lot of tv tv shows make a little bit more sense because sometimes you know you feel like you're hopeful that you're going to get another thing but when you're a movie that's like produced by warner brothers and you're getting you know millions of millions of dollars in a budget you think warner brothers would be like hey, can we kind of tie this up just in case it doesn't do that well at the box office so we don't have to make another one? Yeah, honestly, three movies is enough. Um, You don't need more. You don't even need three. So the last movie, it it just seems like this was like a repeat of the last movie because like the whole last movie was about Grindelwald. He's gaining traction. He's gaining followers. He he broke out of prison. Um. And then there's like a big thing at the end where he basically tries to set the entire city of Paris on fire with like his magic fire yeah. dragon or whatever. And then they stop it. And then now he's on the run again because he already escaped from prison once. And then he's a fugitive, played by a different actor, of course. And then it seems like the same thing happened again. He's gaining followers, <clears throat> he's gaining traction. This time, though, he actually gets absolved of his crimes, and then he's allowed to run for basically supreme leader of of the world's wizards. But again, it's just like, why would you do that? Like, like okay, you can absolve some other crimes, but like, in the next day, you're like, oh, by the way, he can also and, run for like. And know, the thing is, like, is whether it was Johnny Depp or Mads Mikkelsen, I don't see the charismatic leader in him. That you should yeah. have with that character, and I blame the no. writing, not the acting. Um, it's, yeah, it's not the, because it's not you, their fault. you're not you're not showing somebody like you can understand when you see video, even though he's kind of crazy, like of Charles Manson or or video of Adolf Hitler or or um, Jim Jones, even you know why people followed these people. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't see why any of these people, unless they're all under some kind of weird spell that he has over them, like literally a spell. Could be, but that, we don't know. You know, um, I don't get why, you know, like with Queenie, for example, is following him, you know? Yeah, so that's a great point. So the whole point of, <clears throat> okay, so one of the things about Grindelwald that was actually, that differed him from Voldemort, <clears throat> which I liked because, you know, why essentially have the same character twice with a different name. So with Grindelwald, he was slightly less evil than Voldemort and a very particular way and it was that he he didn't really care about the whole pure blood thing his whole thing was if you're a witch and or a wizard you're you're like you're superior to the muggles it didn't matter if you came from like a far yeah. and so Voldemort though was very much about no like you not only do you have to be a wizard or witch you have to also come from a pure bloodline family so that could have been the reason that could have also explained why Grindelwald maybe had more followers than Voldemort because he didn't have that sort of built-in restriction already of like, well, you ha- you got to follow me, but you also have to be pure blood at the same time. So he was like, look, we're all wizards and witches. We're better than the muggles. doesn't matter if you yourself even came from a family of muggles. You're special because you've got that that wizard gene within you, basically. But then in this movie, they, they, they turn him into Voldemort where he's all about like, Oh, Jacob and Queenie are gonna get married and, and pollute our kind. It's like, well, wait a minute. Like, why are you making him into Voldemort when 
he at least had one thing that was different about him. And then like, you just got rid of that. Like, you know, yeah, because he, they're not really polluting the kind they're, if they have kids, they're actually creating probably more people with magic, mm-hmm. whether they be half muggle or not. It's still, you know, yeah, so OG, that was OG Grindelwald's mentality. And the, yeah. the, the thing, though, is that he <clears throat> he did um, sort of, what, what's the word? He, not not really appeased, but he, he did allow the pure blood fanatics to kind of join him and let their voices be known because he knew that they would be like some of the most fanatical of his followers. But well, it could be like a did. real politician type of person who doesn't yeah. reveal their uh, true beliefs until later on, or like a J.K. Rowling who doesn't believe <laughs> reveal their true beliefs until later on. That's, that's true. So maybe that's what she was doing. She's like, I am like Grindelwald here. Anyway, so he... <clears throat> I'm like getting so sidetracked. Okay, so like, why am I forgetting... I watched it twice, and I'm forgetting so much about what happened. So, Do you so, want to take a break and uh, look yeah, it over really we'll quick, and then we'll come back? Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. If you're in a podcast that explore any and everything, check us out. We stream anywhere you listen or watch podcasts, or just type No Outlet Live one word in your Google search bar to find the show. Live Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook. No Outlet Live, your road to boredom ends here. Do you like Tessa? Do you think this will be a date that can last? Well, uh, she's not very articulate. And we are back. back? I guess. Do we have to be? No. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, we don't have to do anything, really. But, oh, that's um, true. And I don't want to sound negative, folks, because I hope it, whoever's listening to this does enjoy our witty banter. Yeah. As much as um, J.K. Rowling enjoys um, being a turf. <clears throat> don't say that. That's, that's a slur now. You're not allowed to say Oh, I'm sorry. As much as she enjoys being a bigoted bitch well don't say that either because now you're using gendered language okay um, um as much as she enjoys being herself yeah she's allowed to use gendered language but you're not allowed to use gendered oh, language shit, i forgot okay. man those are the rules sorry no, I, I had a friend who you know gave me quite an earful well not an earful i guess you would call it a chat full that's even a word <clears throat> about how you know turf is a slur and you're not allowed to use it because it's you know, it's it's being mean to women who just believe that sex is real and that, you know, it's it's mean to call them bigoted because well, of that. It's, I'm like, it's actually it's accurate. It's I'm actually sorry, an it's accurate good. word well, for what they're doing. OK, so the only thing I would say that would not be accurate is because so TERF stands for trans exclusive or exclusionary, exclusionary radical, yeah. radical feminist. So yeah. someone might take an issue with the idea of thinking themselves as a radical feminist. Maybe they just think they're a regular feminist. Okay, so you're a TEF then. Yeah, not tef. sure if you're a TEF. So, so that's, I, I could see that one point of contention as being mm-hmm. fine. Okay, you, you, you could take that point. Whatever. A half point, really. You know, um, and yeah, but I was, I was told, can't say that. We're, we're just, we're just feminists who believe that, you know, biological femalehood is, real and which again no trans person has ever disagreed with unless you find like maybe one person on twitter with like two followers and you're like eh, 
<laughs> look what I found. I found the transgender who said something weird. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, which, you know, you can do that with any group, you know, like, I found this weird black person who said some weird shit. So all black people now are blah, blah, blah. Well, aren't aren't all black people like Candace Owens? Fortunately, no. They're oh, not, okay, good. So Just making sure. A good, um, a good thing, yeah. <laughs> right, that's, that's a good thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, back to this um, great film um, thing. Yeah. Movie. This, these, this moving picture. Um, this, yeah, moving picture. Um, it was very moving. <clears throat> it was moving, literally. I, I felt um, it down in my soul. Well. Wait, no. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so where were we? Basically... Let, let, let's hit right, some bullet right. points of things yeah, that you want to you, you wanted to talk about from this film. <clears throat> yeah, because we're kind of all over the place. I just wanted to get just to the base. So basically, what it is? So we, you know, they find the chilling. Blah blah blah. They're trying to recruit Jacob uh, because they because Jacob is kind of central to the story because he was Queenie's boyfriend, and so they're hoping you know that that would kind of maybe take Queenie out of her spell or whatever. Literally, maybe. And, uh, so what was they, the deal with the with the wand they gave him in the movie? So the wand was basically just to make people think that he was a wizard, I think, is what it was. Okay, so um, it, it, it doesn't have any kind of powers or anything with him using it? I don't think so, because Newt said that it was made of snake wood, which is rare, but it has no core. And I think the core is what actually allows it to actually function. So the core is so, kind of like a battery in a uh, in a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, so I think technically the wand's just useless, doesn't work. And uh, okay. but you can practice um magic without wands, but it's pretty difficult and only um according again again, according to the Tef JK Rowling, she said that the only group that is known to be able to practice magic without the use of like instruments is like some group in Africa. So I guess that was her way of saying like, oh, well, I'm saying that black people are superior to the the white people now. So that makes that evens out all the racism in my books, I guess. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm reading into her intentions too much. But, but you know, it's like, oh, you see, look, I gave them the non-wand magic, you know, so aren't I such, a, aren't I merciful, you know, whatever. And because um, yeah, he went to Hogwarts. So I think well, that's one way to read it, too. There's another way that it could be that they're not, you know. Smart enough to make wands or something that you can oh, read it. I'm not saying that that's what it is, but I'm just saying somebody that wants to point out any kind of racism could point it out that way. That's a very good point. Yeah. It, it could go either way, but it could also go the other way, too, of that practicing wandless magic is exceedingly difficult and almost nobody can do it. So, yeah, you know, you find one group of people who can do it and they happen to be in Africa. So that could be a way of saying, hey, look, these people are like actually way more advanced than any other people but yet we've only heard of them finally now and never throughout any of the books anyway sorry getting into stuff again so they, they recruit jacob uh lally lally or lally or what's the name lally, lally? it's uh dooby doo doo uh Is it lally lally <laughs> yeah lally recruits him by basically pretending to be like someone who's in trouble being harassed by some guys and he goes out with like a shovel or whatever or no, a pan to like fight him off and then that like proves his bravery basically so then she she finally convinces him to go they go through the port key or whatever and they go into some train and that newt and all these other people they're there kama yusuf is there and whatever and basically each person's given like their job for like what they need to do to thwart 
Grindelwald. So they give Bunty the, the suitcase. Bunty's um, Newt's like assistant for the past eight years and 164 days or whatever. She's very meticulous about that kind of thing. And then he's kind of nervous, but she she you know she, she's the one that's supposed to take the suitcase with all the animal creatures. Um, um Jacob, yeah, J- that's when he gives Jacob the wand. He says, "You're gonna need this where we're going." And they go to Hogwarts eventually at some point. <clears throat> Dumbledore is not even there in the room at this point. It's just new giving out instructions. Comma, <clears throat> uh, Yusuf is supposed to basically pretend to join Grindelwald's side, <clears throat> you know, because he's from a pureblood family. Another interesting thing about the racism in Harry Potter. So, the racism in Harry Potter isn't really about skin color. It's about whether or not you're pure blood wizard so he's black but since he's pure blood he's one of them you know um <clears throat> which is interesting but whatever and um and uh theseus i forgot what his mission was doesn't really matter uh they all they all go to separate ways with their own separate missions uh <clears throat> they go to the german ministry of magic of course it's gotta be in germany because hitler nazi fascism blah 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 you know gotta be germany and um are you still there yeah i'm here oh good because i thought your thing i didn't see your video oh no i'm good i'm still here i was hoping the thing didn't just um cancel on me so um so they go to um oh yeah new new his mission is that he's supposed to give a message to the current uh leader i guess of the wizarding world thing vogel i think whatever and his message is um, do what is right, not what is easy. And that's from Dumbledore himself. And then Vogel's like, oh, that's from, is he here? And he's like, oh, of course not. He's at Hogwarts. Why would he be anywhere else when the whole world's burning down? So he's basically calling Dumbledore a hypocrite, you know, like, oh, yeah, do what's right, not easy when he's holed up in his castle or whatever, you know, which is not true, but that's what he thinks. And then, um, and so he ignores, you know, the message and he says, no, actually, um, um, Grindelwald's absolved of all of the crimes that he's been accused of, and he's a free man now. So all of his followers, are like, yeah, fascism rules. Woo, let's go kill the Buggles. Ha 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 ha. Whatever. And they're and like, no one sees a problem with that. They're like, oh, yeah, that's totally normal. Yeah, let's let's have these fanatics like running yeah. around now. And let's like, let the lunatics run the asylum here. Yeah, and, well, you know, again, very very you know common thing going on these days in certain countries. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, and, and then. And then so like we're like, oh that's that's bad enough, right? Well let's let's make it worse. So now Grindelwald's allowed to be a candidate, which we mentioned already earlier. So it's like, wait a minute, come on, you just absolved him of his his accused crimes like a day ago. Now you're letting him run to be essentially the king of the entire wizarding world. Like, you know, like maybe like okay, here's a here's a weird example. Okay. So like Let's say someone was accused of like just being violent towards someone, like whether it's through kids or a spouse or whatever. And you mm-hmm. know, the person's known to be an angry person. Yeah. Got an angry disposition. So let's say there's there's not sufficient evidence to try them or whatever or sentence them or whatever. Would you still want that person alone with someone else that you know? Like even if they technically can't do anything with them, would you take that chance? You know, I no, but you would allow them to become president for four years. Oh, well, yeah, well, true. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Uh, 
So so anyway, so then um so he's allowed to run. So then they go to like this tea ceremony <clears throat> where all the candidates are are present and Grindelwald tries to assassinate Santos because I guess he views her as like his top competitor, which turned out to be true because the chillin eventually chose her after Dumbledore Dumbledore and um mm-hmm. and uh so she so um Wally thwarts that attempt because like she had some weird thing in her drink that was like swirling around and I guess it was like burning liquid so it probably would have killed her if she drank it so Lolly just took the li- liquid and just threw it against the wall and you saw all this searing like burning sensation so then Grindelwald is taunting Jacob because he keeps sending Queenie to walk back and forth and then she won't acknowledge him so then Jacob's getting more and more frustrated by that <laughs> And he knows the reason why. It's because of Grindelwald. <laughs> so then he goes up to try to challenge <clears throat> Grindelwald. And he points the wand, at, the fake wand at him. And then, like, this guy with, like, the coolest mutton chops ever goes, Assassin! And then he, Jacob looks around because he thinks he's thinking of someone else. But then they all think it's him. Yeah. And then Lolly, Lolly does magic to make it look like Jacob <clears throat> performed magic with the wand. Because it's, like, some weird weather storm going on above the you know the ceiling or whatever and then like that's basically just meant to distract everyone then she turns her book into a port key again to to transport them to hogwarts and everyone everyone's basically supposed to go back to hogwarts after they finish their their job or whatever so so theseus he got he got in trouble because he was following the person who was responsible for killing Lita, his his fiance, Lita Lestrange, and then someone stuns him, and they throw him in some weird prison that's like, basically where all the people get killed by this weird monster creature, but only when your lamp flickers out for some reason. Like I'm not sure exactly how that signifies anything. And, but like, and that that whole like, <laughs> deviation in the screen in the script was pointless. It was. It was. There was stupid. no point to any of that. <laughs> it wasn't. It was the dumbest thing ever. There was no reason so, for, for 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 Theseus to even be off the canvas for that long. Oh. And for Newt to have to go get him or anything. It was just like a, a whole subplot that that did not further the main plot, if you want to call it that, at all. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> It was. It was I got. Was... I literally got so bored. <laughs> I was reading Facebook during that whole thing. Yeah, it was supposed to be like this funny, upbeat thing. Like, oh, new Newt's doing his little dance with the creatures again, like in the first movie. It's like, yeah, guess what? That's what made the first movie fun because that was what the movie was about. He was searching for creatures, and then he lost his suitcase, and he had to go collect them again. That's what made it fun. But they're like, oh yeah, remember when that was fun in 2016? All right, we're gonna do that again, but it's gonna have no point at all. And like again, what's with the the lanterns going out? Why like why would the creature know that when the lantern goes out, it's time to kill the person? Like there's no explanation as to that either. Like why do we need an explanation, Matt? We don't need anything because this is such a great film. We don't need an explanation for anything in the whole fucking movie. I'm we sorry. Don't. This movie pissed me off. Rowling. No, it is terrible. That's the problem with J.K. Rowling, though, is that she goes she goes back and forth between having to answer for absolutely everything, which then takes away the mystery of the story, 
and then just leaves everything open-ended in some cases where you need an explanation. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that was interesting. Like, we now know, the, that's right, we got another scene where the Deluminator, which is a powerful magical instrument that Dumbledore invented himself, and we only know a little bit of its powers. Like, for example, Ron was able to transport himself whenever Hermione said his name out loud, it would transport him to like right yeah. where they were at. He, he went away after a while because he got mad and he got frustrated. So he just, he left them for a while. And then, so we know that we know it has that kind of power and, it's, and it obviously can take out lights and put them back together and stuff like that. But it also apparently allows you to go into some weird mirror verse, which we never had any indication that it all exists in the magical world, which it seems to me almost like a, like, oh, Doctor Strange is coming out, so we're going to make a movie around coming out at the same time, and we're going to have, like, our own universe <coughs> thing. That's what it yeah. seemed like to me, almost. Like, we're going to just copy off Doctor Strange, essentially. And um, and so he uses the Mirrorverse to fight this, like, battle with Credence, but since they're fighting in the Mirrorverse, nobody really gets hurt. Which, again, if that was a form of magic that actually existed then why later on in the Harry Potter movies and books, muggles are getting, being killed and hurt because there's like battles being fought in their side of the town or whatever. If you could just fight these battles in the mirror verse, is that just like magic that got Unless it's some stuff? kind of magic that only, only uh, Dumbledore yeah. could use and he decided to stop using it. Possibly, whatever. It's, I don't it's, know. Anyway, so the crab scene was stupid. He gets DCS out, the creature kills... The warden because his light when his lantern went out and that's the time when the creature kills you for some unexplained reason i guess i don't know and then they the you know they go out the, the they're they're in hogwarts basically they so they got apparate or they got to go to hogwarts and then that's where jacob is like kind of joking about his wand because like oh it's a really cool wand he got there he's like yeah you know whatever it is what it is and they're like Where'd you get it? He's like, yeah, it was a Christmas gift. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you don't <laughs> get your wands for Christmas. Like, and like that's when I got mine. Oh, wait, no. And then of course, the Slytherins, you know, because Slytherins always got to be bad no matter what, according to Ron. I wouldn't be surprised at this point if J.K. Rowling just retcons all Slytherins as being trans just because of how much she hates both of them, you know? So it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if she writes an article on Pottermore. It's like, guess what? Voldemort is a trans woman now. <laughs> Deal with it or whatever. Wow. Like, okay, whatever. And I, I, I'm like, not even joking. Like, I wouldn't. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if she's like having like a wine mom moment where she's on Twitter and she's like, a trans person said something mean to me on Twitter yesterday with 12 followers. So I'm going to screenshot it. And now I'm going to go and rewrite the entire Harry Potter novels just to get back at the all-powerful trans lobby or whatever. Who knows what she's thinking? I honestly think she's mentally ill. Well, she just, needs, not, to, not, she just needs to read some stuff, um, you know, from George Lucas or, uh, or, or uh, Tolkien and just, you know, crib from it and then create her own series again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Exactly. That's well, basically what better. fucking Harry Potter is. So here's the thing: I, I forgot to mention this. I know I'm, I'm, I'm like my thoughts are so like discombobulated today, or however, however you pronounce it. And um, so apparently someone had written on one of the comments somewhere, some video, that there's actually a movie or a book <clears throat> called Troll from 1986. I think it's actually a movie. It's a movie. And, um, and they made a movie called Troll Two, and it's got nothing to do with the first movie. They just 
wanted to use the same title. Well, well, well Tro- Trolls Two is the one I think that has uh, a character named Harry Potter in it. Yeah, well, one of the yeah, one of them has a character named yeah. Harry Potter or Harry Potter Junior, whatever, mm-hmm. who who learns magic basically. Yeah, I'm like wow. Anyway, so uh, not only yeah, that, I mean, though, it's a completely also... different type of character though. So I'll give her that. Well, so, okay, yeah. fine, yeah. or whatever. And but then, she she obviously probably stole the fucking name. But um... well, here's the thing though: there's Cindy Bush. Um, you know, one of our friends, she was watching a movie once, and then one of the characters was named, um, uh, uh, I forgot their name, shoot, um, whatever, I forgot the name, whatever, but basically that's a, a character in Harry Potter too, and it was like, I'm like, okay, yeah, so we're just like, yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm not going to talk about people stealing names, because there's a whole fucking series of books that stole my family's last name yeah so. well that's true too yeah um yeah so um fucking sparkly vampire bullshit yeah. but anyway uh <laughs> so so they go to hogwarts the slytherins are mean because of course because slytherins are all evil and all the good people are in gryffindor blah 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 okay binary worldview that's what that's how Rowling sees the world okay and then they leave hogwarts after um dumbledore gives them like their next mission oh here's another retcon thing so Dumbledore claimed to Harry, which again proves that he was lying to him again, that he never discovered the room of requirement, which is basically the room just changes depending on whatever you need it to be. But it's like a secret location somewhere like in the top floor, one of the top floors of the school. Okay. <clears throat> but they go they go in this room of requirement and they use like some weird cylinder looking thing as a port key to take them to wherever they need they need to go. And that's where they do the whole suitcase thing where they're trying to confuse. Yeah, they're they're, they're doing the whole like a uh, three card Monty with some suitcases. Um, yeah, where Jacob even yeah, that's what Jacob that. calls yeah. it. Um, <clears throat> then um, you know, so 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 that's where where we we end up where they're basically another pointless scene where you've got people opening up the wrong suitcases. Oh my god, dude! Like, yeah, it's just like oh my this, god, and, and there's like hardly any action. It was it was it was, it was literally like. Um, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're taking a test in school mm-hmm. that you really don't want to take, but mm-hmm. you have to take it to pass the class. <laughs> That's how I felt watching this movie because it's like, I've watched all the Harry Potter movies. I've watched the other two Fantastic Beasts movies. I feel mm-hmm. like to pass this Potter world class of some sort, I needed to watch this movie. And the yeah, whole time I'm doing this, I feel like I'm taking that that last exam. <clears throat> yeah, you're like, um, <clears throat> yeah, you're like, you're invested. That's what I'm saying. Like people are saying on like the Super Carlin Brothers thing, like like Warner Brothers needs to like hire your guys to just come up with stuff because their theories are so much more interesting mm-hmm. than what like they had a theory where they thought maybe Jacob was actually a descendant of Helga Hufflepuff. But he just happened to be like he couldn't practice magic. That would have been kind of cool. Um, and they had like reasons why they think that because of like Kowalski, it, it meant something in Polish. Well, yeah, it translated to like so that would have been kind of a cool thing. No, we're not going to use that. Um, in the wand issue, they're like, well, maybe maybe we're going to be introduced to like a concept in the wizarding world where like people have like various degrees of magic, so it's not so much of whether you have magic or not. Maybe some people are like super, super good at magic, and maybe someone just has like a little smidgen, just a tiny little, like maybe they got good luck or, or whatever, yeah. you know. No, not going to do that either. I'm like, okay, that was a cool idea, but no, I guess we won't do that. 
the wand's just fake. Well, okay, that was stupid. Or they're like, oh, well, what if the wand was bewitched itself to like perform magic no matter who was using it? Like, oh, that would be kind of a cool thing. No, not doing that either. So it's like you got these guys on YouTube who that's pretty much their job. They just come up with these theories and make YouTube videos. They're coming up with better shit than the whole team of writers you know, for these movies. And it's just like, you know, use them. Like, I'm telling you, these movies would be so much better if they just used, like, one or two of their theories. Well, I mean, really. the, the main yeah. the main, the main, main problem I have with this whole series is they, they're, they're giving, I know it's Rowling's baby or whatever, but they're giving her too much power over things. It's just like what happened with Lucas early, like, mm-hmm. with, uh, with Star Wars. When you give one person too much control over everything, you get either redundant or just weird stories that make no sense in continuity. Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's why currently Star Wars is doing so well, in my opinion, is because you've got several different people working on things. Sure, Marvel's doing really well, and you do have like Kevin Feige as your main, you know, head of everything, but he's not mm-hmm. writing the stories for every fucking movie. And yeah, and, and and you know, like with uh, with like Star Trek, you've got several people writing all the different television shows and movies and stuff. So it's you know, you've got good stories there, and it's like 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 even the Duffer Brothers have this like control over Stranger Things, for example, of something else that came out recently, but they're not writing every episode, and so you've got like other voices in the room, whereas it feels like it's just. Rowling kind of pulling the strings here and nobody's telling her no. Well, that's what happens when you're richer than God. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, nobody will tell her no. It's exactly what it is. And she has to, she has, and that's, that's part of her, that's part of her problem as both a, a writer and as a person is that she has to be in complete control <laughs> of, you know, her own story, her own narrative, her own books. Everything about her is, if something doesn't make sense to me, I'm either going to force it to make sense or I'm just going to reject it outright. And it's like, you need to do some work on yourself, girl. And, like, and, and with that, like, even if like she created this world and she put things in place, but because she's the one that did that, she has the right to change things, which is bad in certain ways. It's good in other ways, but it's really bad here. Well, yeah, exactly. Because there's no explanation to the retconning, for example. Yeah. If there was an explanation, I'd like to hear it. Maybe we'll get one in like the 47th film of the series or whatever coming out in 2049. But like, yeah, when right uh, now we've got, you know, Eddie Redman is Redmayne is uh, using a walker to do his fucking, you know, he's got he's got a magical <laughs> right. walker or something, you know. And then, and then like Jude Law will actually look like Dumbledore in the yeah. movies. Like, <laughs> you know, for, for real, can, mm-hmm. you can already see his beard's grain a little bit since yeah. like the last movie came out and stuff. So I don't know, man. Like I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm giving this movie a half star out of five. Yeah, or maybe out of ten, even really to be honest. That, uh, that's about what I feel, and I mean, yeah. I think we've said enough about how. Yeah, yeah, about this, and I mean, there, there's there, there's a lot of things. I mean. I mean, I, I, the main thing that really pisses me off, too, is the fact that you've got this magical world. And you can't explain to me why, you know, why Grindelwald looks different than he did in the last movie. Or three movies. Because, I yeah. mean, he was different. 
Well, he was different in the first one, but then he became Johnny Depp at the end because he had a he. They explained it in that one. Right, he took over like the he took over. I mean, because like Colin Farrell was him in the first one, but he was like it, it was he was posing as somebody else, and uh, that made yeah, sense. He, yeah, but this time it's like they they want us to believe that this guy who had a weird eye in the last movie, I I can accept the hair being different. You know, because yeah. because people change their hairstyle from time to time. But did he get new contacts or something? Like what? Yeah, it's right because yeah, he had like a one blue eye, and then the other one was like brown or something. But but it's like then, but but it's like he's meeting with Jude Law's Dumbledore, and it's like yeah, acts like he looks like Johnny Depp. You know, like he looks like the same dude. You know, and it's like no, he's he's a different guy. He's got a different looks, accent for crying out loud. He does. He looks like a, a Bond villain or maybe James Bond himself in like a new series is what he looks like. Well, Mads I mean. Mikkelsen did play a oh. Bond villain in Casino Royale. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe, <yeah>. That's why, <laughs> maybe, that's why, maybe that's why I was thinking of him. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah I mean, and in that movie, he had a weird thing in his eye. So they could have, you know. It's, yeah, they could have just done that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Again, they could have explained this easily yeah. because there is – Already a concept in the Harry Potter books um, where people can, um, they can actually um, change how their, their appearance um, yeah. at will, or if they learn the skill, at least if they have the ability or whatever. Or, or, or they, they should have just, or, 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 or to make me happy, they should have just had like the person that they have in General Hospital that announces that today the role of Jason Morgan is being played by, <laughs> you know, I mean, they should have just... <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been kind of like a cool fourth wall breaking yeah. thing. Like, just to show how ridiculous this whole yeah, movie like, is. Today, um, the role of uh, Gellert uh, Grindelwald is being played by Mads Mikkelsen. And then we just don't get any exposition about yeah. any of the characters. Like, for example, Bunty is supposed to be like this all faithful, um, you know, um, assistant to Newt. And it seems like she's like in love with him. And then, like, Newt, like, barely really acknowledges her like it's mm-hmm. just weird and like but yet she stood by him this entire time and she was given like the most important role she was the one that had the yeah. real second villain and so that was kind of cool like oh wow bunty finally has, she like, saved the day important... and then like it just <coughs> glossed over then. <laughs> it's just, like, they should have made bunty the new the new head of the the yeah. magic people whatever you want to call it yeah <laughs> She's the one that had the real mm. chillin', which again, the name chillin' just makes me feel weird. Like chillin', man. Like the the, the thing I found funny is like when 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 the when the fake chillin' bowed in front of uh, Grindelwald, I was like, the 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 chillin' likes the villain. Yeah, exactly. He's chillin' with the villain, literally. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good thing they would say is like uh, someone in the audience is like, "Hey, he's chillin' with the villain," or, or the yeah. the crowd or whatever. And then, uh, oh my god, dude! And then, like again, Nagini. It's like Nagini is an extremely important character in the Harry Potter, like all seven books. We know, yeah. we know Nagini is important to Voldemort for some reason. When we finally well, progressively learn more why she's important to Voldemort, and then you can't just have her in one movie where she's got like ten lines, and then the next movie she's just gone, and no one even acknowledges her well, at she's all. She's gonna. Well, well, well. I mean. But like, uh, but like Tina was completely gone from this movie too. It's just like, yeah. it's it's like they they created too many characters and they didn't know what to do with them or something. See, 
yeah, and then they added other point, characters though. we didn't need. And I mean, that's a great point, though, right? Because yeah. that's what the that's what the criticism was for the last movie is that there seemed like it was like five different movies in one movie. So they're like, oh, we'll fix that problem by just getting rid of the characters. It's like... But they added more characters. No offense. I mean, I, I thought Jessica Williams was great, but they added like yeah. Lally and and other characters that they didn't necessarily need in this. But I mean, I'm happy that they added her because I like I I, I have a crush on Jessica Williams. But the um whole <laughs> <laughs> it's. <clears throat> it's just weird that you know you didn't necessarily need her character, and that's nothing against her at all because she's a great no, actress and beautiful person. But I mean, the things she did in this movie, you probably could have had Tina's character do. Yeah, well, they explain at least they explain Tina's absence. Well, they explain it, but that still is adding more characters for the sake of adding more characters. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, at least yeah. they gave you an example. Well, yeah, at least, at least they explained that on, like, uh, you know, <coughs> Gellert's fucking face looking different. And, vo- and voice. The, the face I can almost even ex- excuse, but he has a different accent. No, he has a totally different He's a different person in every, in every three, or even all three movies, really, because yeah. Colin Farrell. Different. Mm-hmm. And again, there's no... Um, <clears throat> so that that's new magic that we've seen in... Um, this, this movie, because they do have Polyjuice Potion and Harry Potter, but it does not change your voice. You still sound like yourself, so you should not talk that much. Yeah. But now, apparently, you can change into anything you like, and you your accent changes, too, so that's interesting. But um, but everybody still recognizes you as who, who you are. Exactly. So, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's basically, like <laughs> I'm saying, it's the, it's the soap opera thing where one yeah. day, you know, a, a tall guy's playing... AJ Quartermain in the show, and then the next day it's it's uh, it, it's a guy who's like a foot shorter, and we all just act like it's the same guy that's been there the whole time, which yeah, works in a fucking just... soap opera because yeah, that's always opera. been the thing. But it doesn't work in a movie produced by fucking Warner Brothers. <laughs> Dude, Warner Brothers is just on shaky grounds in general lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially with Ezra Miller, because not only do you have them in a one movie, you got them in two movies. And there's such a bad PR. How, how do you defend someone who's been like starting fights with like multiple families in Hawaii for like the past two months? Like, and they're like, oh, well, we can't, we can't well, uh, well, recap now. Like, and, and I mean, I, I understand they can't really do anything about, uh, 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 about their appearance in The Flash mm-hmm. because uh, they've already shot all the scenes. Okay. So it's like, you know, that movie's basically in the can. And it's not okay. like you can just replace Ezra with somebody else. All so, right. yeah. <clears throat> but damn, it's just Warner Brothers is having a hard time lately, which I don't really, I don't, I don't really care that much because they kind of stood by J.K. Rowling without really, yeah, giving very, very timid responses like, "Oh, we believe and everyone should be themselves." Like, oh, we're not going to have her as part of the uh, reunion on HBO Max. Yeah, so that's our way of... I don't know why I just that. went into a Lauren Michaels voice, but... Um. <laughs> yeah, whatever, fine. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Overall, I mean, I love Jacob Kowalski. They should have just made a movie about him. That would have been fine. I would love to um, see a TV series about Kowalski. It would be yeah, great. Yeah, man, just like um, his baking adventures. Like him and Queenie. <laughs> just uh, a yeah, show him about and him Queenie. and Queenie. In Queens. It would be King of Queens, literally. Yeah, there we go. Uh, they live in Queens. Um, um, yeah. Um, that's the new King of Queens, by the way. It's Jacob and Queenie. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, it is. It, it's yeah. it, it's appropriate we're covering this during uh, Pride Month. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's a very good point. Yeah, uh, especially since she actually posted shared an article on Twitter a couple of days ago of like some bisexual or gay guy I forgot which basically saying that like the existence of trans people makes like homosexuality impossible. So like being trans is inherently homophobic, I guess, or something like that, or innately homophobic. Oh, nice. So that's a, that's a great way to start off Pride, right? Yeah. You know, uh, that, that's that's who she is, though. We we know she's a terrible mm-hmm. person, and and if you disagree, then you're either just completely ignorant of reality, or you just happen to agree with her hatred. Yep. I, either of those two. That's it. You know. <laughs> well, um, I guess that's about all we got to say about this. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, you know, hope you enjoyed this episode, folks. Um, check out alltoreal2.com. Working on a new uh, YouTube channel for us. It's not up yet, but it will be soon where you can hear our episodes there if you'd prefer on YouTube and maybe some other maybe some other cool things in the future. I might we might start some video series or something to be yeah. you know fun. Um some cool shit. Yeah. But uh anyways, um follow us everywhere you follow us. Um go to our T public, go to our Patreon. Um, be good to each other, mm-hmm. support a local, you know, LBGTQ business if you can, you know, or donate to some charity that's going to help, you know, prevent assholes <laughs> from <laughs> bringing down any person in that community, you know, um, right. you know, and and don't be fooled by the whole, you know, rainbow everything in the world because you know you can buy yeah. a you can buy a pride shirt at Walmart, but that doesn't mean Walmart doesn't support Mitch McConnell. Um, right. Yeah. Or get fucking gayo yeah. mayonnaise. That may have been photoshopped, though. I'm not sure if yeah. that's real or not. But yeah, but, just um, don't you know? Be careful what you support and what you don't. And uh, you know, you know, if you're a straight person, don't eat at Chick Fil A for this month. Um. So there you go. <laughs> That's a go, good go way to Popeyes. Help. It's just as good. It's, yeah, it might even be better. Even, yeah. uh... but look into them too. See if what they donate to. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's point, yeah. <laughs> just make your own chicken at home, basically. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, make sure who you buy the chicken for. Oh, anyway, so um, the fights <laughs> yeah, in. They were doing things during pandemic with the. <laughs> but 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 anyways. Um, until Raise next time, yeah. love one another, people. Just yeah. be kind to one another. And be good. And, uh, bye bye Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank. 
and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 